Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back on a chilly, chilly morning here in South Florida. I feel embarrassed. I know I'm talking to some folks in Buffalo, New York, and other places where it really gets cold, but us Floridians, you get down in the low 40s, and uh, you're just not used to it. But anyway, it's kind of it's actually it's kind of nice for a change because it'll be warm in two days, and there's nothing wrong with a little shivering every now and then. But uh, we're streaming, so we're all over the place. Uh, we're talking to Oklahoma. We're talking to uh, you know folks in Canada, uh, across the pond, as far away as Bali, and. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on uh, we're on Facebook. Um, one of the introductions we do this every. We my son Stu has been out for a while with a back issue. He's going to get that resolved this week. He's going to have a little little uh, surgery outpatient, so he'll be uh, fixed up and back. I hope in the next uh, couple of weeks. But he's our cyberspace uh, expert. He's in charge of uh, dispatching Agent Lightning, our mystery shopper. And uh, he's also the general manager of our car dealership, which gives him real-time knowledge of what's going on today in the retail automobile business. So, Stu, I know you're going to do fine and uh, get that surgery behind you, and you will be back with us. Meanwhile, we got Rick Kearney filling in for Stu, and uh, he's going to be monitoring the Facebook. So if you want to talk to us on Facebook, post. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Earl on cars. And also YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Earl on cars. So uh, we, we have a huge YouTube following. They're really, in fact, they're a bunch of cool people too. They, they're knowledgeable, uh, they're contributors. Uh, we have all different types of callers, and we have some that, that are really sharp people that do their homework. And they and we on YouTube we've got a, a lot of those, and uh, we look forward to that. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Nice thing about the streaming posting is you can post uh, pictures, videos, audio clips, and so it's it's kind of like a real world kind of a call. Now that's not to say we don't really favor our normal callers, and I think Siri is talking Sorry. to me. That's okay. Siri's talking. Trying to double check our <laughs> settings here. <laughs> Happens to everybody. It's the 21st century. I mean, we're, we're surrounded by digital people. I, I actually asked Alexa to remind me to stop off uh, at the pharmacy on the way home to pick up a prescription, and she'll remind me at 1015. So it's a new world that we're in, and uh, exciting world. Uh, if you want to call us on the old-fashioned telephone, and you know something? I, I, I really hope they never completely replace 
phone calls. I know we use cell phones to make phone calls, so that can kind of give you the the, the technology <coughs> kick. You know, you get, oh, I'm using my Apple to call. But the calls are good. A human voice being heard and responded to by another human voice is something special. It's psychological. Uh, you, I think you can become more friendly. Uh, I think you can understand people and actually analyze them to some extent when you hear their voice. So our landline, as they call it now, our landline is 877-960-9960. You should write it down if you think about calling later. It's a two-hour show. Hey, this is a a little after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be on the air for two hours until 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you might think of something you want to say. So if you didn't write the number down, you'll say, oh, darn. Or you might even say, oh, damn. But whatever you say, it's 877-960-9960. Now, texters, we got a place for you, too. Some people just don't want to. I'm I'm a texter. Uh, I admit I will text oftentimes rather than call. It's, It's quicker. Um, and it uh, it just saves you a lot of time. So our text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Now, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, uh, sitting to my left here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida, where uh, True Oldies is located in North Palm Beach, uh, Nancy Stewart, uh, she has a special offer for you first-time female callers, and it's going to involve this text number. It's going to make it a little easier for you. Um, So she'll explain that later. But if you're a first-time caller and you're a female, you you really should write this number down. Text number 772, that's the area code, 772-497-6530, 7-2-4-9-7-6-5-3-0. So th- those are the popular ways to, to contact us. And uh, everything we say really is in, directly related or indirectly related to our, our blog, our website blog. And that's just earloncars.com, www.earloncars.com. It's a, gosh, it's a treasure of information. I mean, I'm not bragging, but we've been doing this for 20 years, so there's a lot of info on there. And we have mystery shopping reports that we have posted over the years, hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, we have a uh, uh, good dealer, bad dealer list. Every time we mystery shop uh, our car dealership, we get graded A, B, C, D, or F. If, you, if you're F, you're a failure, and you go on the do not recommend list. Hey, we had an A last week. Can you believe that? I think it was our highest score ever. It was the Tesla dealership on Okeechobee Boulevard in West Palm Beach, Florida. Congratulations to Georgia, the salesperson, and that whole team out there. You got the highest score we've ever given uh, our car dealership. And we have some pretty bad scores, too, but uh, not so far on any Tesla dealerships. Uh, I think our worst score might be on a... At Napleton store? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, wealth of information on www.earlandcars.com. And if you miss a show, we have our podcast. 
And we have on YouTube, we've got video clips of uh, subjects that we cover within the area. And we have Jonathan here in the studio that puts these together for us and uh, takes the meat of a rant that I might make about some subject and puts the good stuff in. And we put a video clip on YouTube and then just go to youtube.com forward slash or along car. So that's pretty much uh, what we do here. Uh, I've got, I mentioned Rick Kearney earlier and I got to go back to Rick because we get hung up on selling cars. This is all about how to get a good price, how not to get ripped off when you buy or lease. And we sometimes neglect uh, service. The funny thing is, service is neglected in car dealerships, too. So what do we call, what's the slang expression for the service department, Rick, in the, in the car dealership? We're the back end. The back end. Isn't that terrible? I mean, uh, you, know, I, I, you could also say the rear end. I mean, it's just kind of an insulting thing to say, uh, where do you work? I work at the back end. All yeah. right, but I got one thing to tell you. Yeah? Anybody that's ever had their back end get closed up, uh-huh. You know that the brain gets real foggy and messed up after that. So anyway, don't mess with the back end. Anyway, the back end is what car dealers call their service department. And they just, that's where they put them. The glory guys are the new car salespeople. They get all the glory. They, they win the trips. Uh, the manufacturer, Honda, General Motors, whoever the manufacturer is, they, they salute these people. And they put pictures in automotive news. And, and they give them prizes. I mean, it's just, meanwhile, the guys that really keep the cars going, the guys that, that take the cars and fix the mistakes the manufacturer made under warranty and all these things, they're in the service department. So if you have an issue with your car, and you probably do, who doesn't? I mean, if you're driving a vehicle today, you have an issue probably because there's a lot of things on the car you just don't understand. The high-tech stuff is so high-tech that you can't figure out how to drive your car. Nancy Stewart uh, pointed an article out to me that she found the other day in, um, I believe, Consumer Reports? Yes. And and shows the high-tech new car, good things that people can't figure out how to use. And so that Rick can help you there. So if you have something on your car, a button or a switch or a light or something that you just say, what does that do? And maybe you're afraid to push the button. I mean, <laughs> I've seen buttons that I'm dying to push. I say, but I'm in a hurry. I'm, I might never get where I'm going if I push that button. In fact, I've done it. I mean, I sometimes when I'm I I lost control. Heart, I give you a heart attack because I push the buttons. <laughs> Go on. So <laughs> push the buttons. You call, you call Rick Kearney. He will give you a free analysis uh, of any year make model car you got. He's better on Toyotas because we have a Toyota dealership, but he's pretty damn good on just about any kind of car you got. If you have a squeak, rattle, or roll in your car and say, where's that coming from? What does that mean? Uh, should I stop and get it fixed? Or that infamous uh, uh, warning light comes on, check engine. Oh, my God, check engine. Uh, should I pull over the side of the road? It's Sunday. I'll never find a dealership or a service. That, am I pull? What do I do? I mean, that's that's what these lights and warning things do. And while you can, you call Rick Kearney at 877-960-9960 or YouTube because he monitors that and Facebook. I mean, you, I mean, it's impossible not to get hold of Rick if you've written these numbers down. 
So uh, we have a caller, and I forgot to say we favor the dial-in number. We will stop what we're doing, and I'm stopping now because we have a caller. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars. Um, We have a whole lot to get to, but first, uh, as Earl said, I want to get to the first phone call this morning, and I'll get back with you some with some information that I have for everyone and uh, also uh, rewarding the female callers. So for now, we're going to get to Sarah, who's calling from Boynton Beach, and uh, she has called before, and uh, I think I recall what you're calling about, uh, but I'm not going to guess. I'll let you talk. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, gang. I'm calling for the I'm calling for the back end guy. Rick, I ah. called last week. I had a problem with my door. That's handle. it. Door. <laughs> yep. The door handle. So I went and had the door handle looked at and it was the handle itself broke. That's all I needed was a handle. Isn't that amazing? Excellent. Wonderful. That is fantastic. And I want to thank you for your info and thinking that it was a little clip, but it was just as simple as the little clip. <laughs> That's I want great. To thank you very much. The back end is the front end for me. There you go. <laughs> well, we're we're like yeah. the base of the pyramid. Without us, the whole thing falls down. Crumbles. <laughs> well, the back you're the back of the pyramid too. Uh, that could be too, the back yeah. end of the pyramid. <laughs> Uh, thank you all so much. I love your show. Thank, thank you. you. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah. Give us a call again. Have a great weekend. I will. You do uh, the same. Uh, uh, Earl mentioned uh, earlier about the uh, new features that we love and some that we don't love. You know, you can read all about that in the uh, Consumer Report, and that's the January uh, excuse me, February edition. And boy, there's some real changes that have are coming about that are uh, right there that you can, you know, order uh, the next time you purchase a, a vehicle. And uh, I think it's January, huh? Hmm? Was it fe- oh, was it February edition too? Uh, I'm talking about the new features um, okay. and the ones that we oh, love and the, okay. some that we don't yeah, love. There's two good ones: January and February. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, you might might want to pick that up. Also, I want to, uh, you know, just do a little bragging here and uh, to let everyone know uh, that we have really reached uh, an audience in Palm Beach County, Broward County, uh, Martin, St. Lucie, Okeechobee. Uh, we're all over the place and uh, we enjoy your company. So give us a call this morning at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, for the first two female callers this morning, uh, whether you're in uh, Broward, Palm Beach. That's Fort Lauderdale for you folks that aren't familiar with Florida. Fort Lauderdale, Miami area is uh, pretty far south. We call it the Sodom and Gomorrah of car dealerships. They are probably the toughest, nastiest, crookedest dealers in the world are in uh, Dade, Dade County, which is Miami, and Broward County, which is Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, we'd just uh, we'd love to hear from you, hear all your stories. As Earl said, it's uh, it's pretty crazy down there. And uh, also we have our mystery shopping report, and uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, another interesting shopping report from Arrigo. Uh, 
We, uh, we also uh, would like to extend the $50, as I said earlier, to the first two female callers. And uh, also, you know, if, if you so wish, you can text me your contact information. If that's easier for you, take advantage of that fact, at we, 772. We would prefer that, wouldn't we? I mean, I, I, I would. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. I would. It would be simpler. It would come. Yeah, that would be simpler. Something to refer back to. So um, the the uh, telephone number is 772-497-6530. Again, that text number is 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymous feedback. Yes, your anonymous feedback.com. Uh, there uh, you can take advantage of, uh, you know, saying whatever you want. And uh, you nobody will know it's from you. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, we have so many facets and features on this show, and we've been doing it for so long, we neglect things. And I know oftentimes the callers say, what about this? One of the things they say, what about this, is our vigilantes. And that is a great idea. I don't even know who came up with the idea. We've, we've been doing it for a while. And uh, if you're streaming us, I'm going to put my little vigilante hat on here. And there's a little badge there. It's just a little something that we give you to, to let you know that we appreciate your participating. And the participation uh, for the vigilantes, I'll hold this up closer. You can see the little badge there. Vigilante is in, in, in the positive sense of the word. I mean, you can construe vigilantes to be a bunch of uh, rabble-rousers and you're doing bad things. But I'm, I'm thinking of the good vigilante. And we're looking to have people in different markets around the world, around the United States, certainly, that are knowledgeable. I mean, they're sophisticated car buyers. They've been there. They've done that. They're car buffs. They understand cars. And maybe they're just listeners to this show for a long time. We've, we've created vigilantes by people who will listen to this show. And you will be in your market available to people that need your help. We have a list on earlandcars.com. It's a vigilante list. You can volunteer there, click on Earl's Vigilantes, and then you put your contact information in, and that becomes available to people in your market. So if you're in Minneapolis, or if you're in Paducah, Kentucky, or if you're in, you know, Bali, <laughs> or wherever you may be, uh, a local a car shopper, uh, maybe a, a young person who hasn't bought a car before, uh, maybe someone that's alone and doesn't have any help, and, you know, a widow. We, we find a lot of widows are victimized. Uh, and you can go to Earl on Cars, vigilante list, and pick a name. And uh, it's a volunteer thing. You're not gonna, we don't give you anything except a hat. It's a really nice hat. <laughs> so, so if you... Volunteer for Earl's Vigilantes at EarlOnCars.com. People in your neighborhood will be able to come to you for help. And then they could, they could come to us. You could come to us for help anytime. But sometimes you're better off in a market knowing the dealers and knowing the local customs. You can probably offer better advice than I can you know, to somebody that's in Buffalo. I, I don't know how the dealers operate there. I know how they operate in South Florida. And so uh, r pretty rough. And we know how to help people down here. So, um, earlsvigilantes.com. Uh, how are we doing on text? 
how we're doing on uh, uh, YouTube's or Facebook. Well, we do have one interesting note here from Donovan. He says, as I'm sure you're aware, Tesla did a massive price drop yesterday uh, after several price increases over the past two years, mm -hmm. as much as $13,000 on some models. How is your dealership, or how do you think other dealers will handle that the used Teslas they now have are thousands of dollars more than what a new Tesla costs? Well, they're in serious trouble, and that's a great question. <laughs> the the uh, car uh, used car market is uh, really scary right now. And the dealers, uh, they rode that bandwagon of used car prices skyrocketing to the point where they were actually selling, literally selling used cars at higher prices than new cars. And uh, it just got crazy. And then the bubble burst. You've all heard that expression, like in the stock market. Well, the used car bubble burst. It didn't burst uh, completely, and but used car prices dropped precipitously. And so what happened is a lot of big guys like CarMax, uh, Carvana.com, a lot of the big, uh, big uh, auto nation, a lot of these big used car uh, retailers uh, had all this inventory that they paid too much money for. So what do they do? Well, I, I, what business people would tend to do is they tend to ignore it. And when you ignore a real problem, like a, like a, if you got a cavity, you know what happens to your tooth if you don't get it fixed. But if you don't get your inventory fixed, people stop buying the cars because the prices have come down, but yours are still high. What you have to do is bite the bullet. You have to write down the cars, take a loss on your financial statement, and just basically say, I say I've got a million dollars worth of used cars in my inventory, but I really only have 800000 and I'm going to have to take a $200,000 loss this month. Well, very few companies have the courage to do that. I did it at my dealership, and uh, I still have to uh, wear a Kevlar vest from my own managers because they're very mad at me because we took that big loss to fix their paychecks. Uh, uh, CarMax didn't do it. Carvana didn't do it. And they're still out there trying to sell overpriced used cars to uh, you, and you're smart enough, probably, hopefully, not to pay that. So shop carefully. Car prices have come down. Some car dealers have refused to ignore that. I have ignored that. So what you should do is be particularly conscientious about shopping used cars. Uh, prices are down probably 20% from just a, a couple months ago. And, and, and they're going to come down more. They're still too high, but they will, they will come down. Shop and compare. Uh, and uh, I, I always recommended CarMax as my favorite car dealership. They're biggest, they're the most honest, um, transparent. Um, uh, they, you know, they, 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 uh, if, you, if you buy a car you don't like, you can take it back with certain conditions. And uh, they'll buy your car at a fair price. I've had nothing good, good things to say about CarMax, and they are the biggest. They're nationwide, uh, but they got they've got cars overpriced now, and I wouldn't recommend you buy a car from CarMax. And they're not even negotiable. Uh, it used to be a good thing because they're one price that they put their lowest price on every car. Well, right now their one price they got on every car is too high, so you should go somewhere else for that <coughs> model car you're buying. Shop. Shop and compare. Pardon me. Any other texts or? Uh, uh, 
Well, continuing on with that one, actually, with Donovan, he says, uh, they had to do the top to qualify for the new tax credit. Um, so a Model Y is now $13,000 cheaper and gets the $7,500 tax credit. He says, I actually purchased a new Model Y yesterday because of the drop. It was the first car buying experience I ever had. First new car. Cool. For Donovan, that's saying something because yeah. he obviously has got a lot of experience with vehicles. Yeah. If that's his first new one, congrats, Donovan. Uh, he says, my second best car buying experience was at Earl Stewart Toyota. And it sadly got knocked down by Tesla. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> well, uh, you know, we mystery shopped Tesla last week, and it got the highest grade. And you're going to see a lot of that. I mean, the the change that's going to be taking place that only scares car dealers uh, and should make you happy as consumers is the fact that, and Nancy and I, and I talked about this one coming in, you know, she, she says, when is this going to happen? And I said, we don't know, but we just know that it will happen. And I said, uh, we probably won't be here to see it because, you know, we're uh, senior citizens. Uh, but I would say uh, for sure in the next 20 years, probably in the next 10 years, uh, you will see more cars being retailed directly by the manufacturers than you will see by the uh, car dealers. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a very interesting article in the uh, current automotive news that, um, what were the two cars? The uh, Lucid? Rivian, the Rivian and the Lucid. Yeah, the, yeah. the Rivid. Rivian. Rivian. The Rivian and the Lucid. Now, did, you ever, <laughs> did you ever think that you'd um, they would be mentioned in the same conversation with Tesla yeah. when you were reading that article? You know, yeah. And to what you said about us not being around, you know, whenever these other uh, car dealers come into the same, you know, situation that Rivian and Lucid are in right now, I think it's going to happen while we're alive. Yeah. So that was Illinois. That was the state of Illinois. And it's a state-by-state -state thing because it's the state legislators that were bought and paid for by the car dealers and the car dealer associations. And so they've always had the, uh, if you want to sell a car, you got to be a car dealer. And that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. And they beat them. Uh, R R Rivian and uh, Lucid uh, went to court, and they won. And uh, that's the way it's going to be. Tesla is one. So there's three manufacturers. Yeah. Now, these two, Rivian and Lucid, are very small now, but they will be bigger, I think. And Tesla sure isn't small. They're huge. So that day is coming. Yeah, definitely. And it was predicted back in, you know, uh, December, uh, if not earlier, that uh, the prices on these Teslas were going to drop and, and they were going to be noticed. And there'll be a whole lot more people out there that can afford electric. Well, well in all fairness, let, let me say this about Tesla. Tesla um, has the highest margin. Now, you, you think about... <laughs> You think about why the car dealers should not have the exclusive franchise on selling cars, and you say that's because I'm going to pay too much money for the car, uh, which is all very true. The fact of the matter is Tesla makes more on a car that they sell you directly than uh, any of the manufacturers. The average margin that General Motors or Ford or Honda or Toyota will make on a new car is three or four percent. 
three or four percent. That's not bad change. I mean, a fifty thousand dollar car. That's you know, that's not chump and change. With the volume that they yeah. sell. Yeah, with the volume they sell. <clears throat> but that's all I get. You know what Tesla's uh, average margin is? Hmm. Over twenty percent. So when when Tesla cut their price. You know that, that was nice of them, and but it, they're not dying. I mean, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're not panicking. I mean, if they cut their if they cut their price by three thousand, what was they on the Y? Thirteen thousand. Okay, thirteen thousand. Well, uh, I I wonder how that would translate percentage wise to what their margin is on the Y. My guess is they're probably still making a bigger margin on the Y than Ford or GM is making on their cars. So uh, Elon Musk is not starving to death. Because he cut price on the cars. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, we knew he was going to have to cut the price on the cars. Mm -hmm. And he is the largest manufacturer and seller of luxury cars in the world. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe not quite large enough for him, and that's the reason why these prices are dropping. And it's it's going to generate traffic, you know, in the right direction. And that is Tesla to be bigger and better and sell more cars at a reasonable price. Yeah. Let's give that phone number out, 877-960-9960. And I forgot to mention earlier that we prioritize the telephone because we've got five lines, I think, and uh, we don't want you to wait. And it happens. I, I have to tell you, it does happen, and I've had people complain. But uh, when when the call comes through, the switchboard puts it on, land, on Nancy's laptop and as soon as she sees it, she waves at me or Rick or whoever's talking, and we stop and we put you through. So we'd love to have your calls at 877-960-9960, especially if you're a female and you haven't called the show before, and then we're going to give you 50 bucks uh, cash, no conditions. Uh, we just send it straight to your house. Uh, you don't even have to make any comments. You could just call the show because we want to keep our parity of female versus male callers 50-50. And that number for you females would like to get a, a fast 50 bucks. You haven't called the show before. The first two, 877-960-9960. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Rick? We have quite a few here. Um <clears throat> We'll start off with Anne-Marie for the first text. Good morning, Anne-Marie. She says, good morning. I need Rick's expertise. I recently brought my 2013 Camry in for its six-month checkup. It now has 89,000 miles, got an oil change tire rotation, and was ready to go in an hour. The service advisor said he no- that the tech noticed a rattle coming from the steering column when he took the car for a test drive. There was a note on my paperwork that the power steering bushings needed to be replaced. I hadn't noticed the rattle before, but driving home, I hit a rough spot in the road and I heard it. My questions are as follows. <clears throat> what is a power steering bushing? What does it do? How soon should I bring my car back in to get this done? Is this something that can wait a week or two, or should I bring it in as soon as your service department has an opening? Uh, yes, I do realize that ignoring this is not a safe or sensible option. Thank you for your help. And she says, P.S. I hope everyone is feeling better. Uh, thank you very much, Anne-Marie. Um, your 2013 Camry has electric power steering. And the bushings they're talking about are actually two little plastic gear wheels that connect the electric power steering motor to the column 
to assist in that steering. And although certain parts of it we've found over the time, over the years, 10-year-old car, 89,000 miles, uh, one of those plastic bushings, unfortunately, sometimes does start to break apart. Now, it will still function. The power steering will operate normally. That bushing is actually there just to help provide a little extra flex so that you don't hear the motor whining in the power steering. You don't get that electric motor noise that would otherwise come through the column and be loud and annoying. And when those do start to break down, when you go over bumps, you'll hear this rattling sound coming from right under the dash there. And it does take a couple hours to replace those because we've got to lower the power steering column, take the motor off and replace those bushings and rebuild it back together. So it is a little bit labor intensive, but not too bad. It's not a huge safety issue that is going to be a, an instant breakdown. So if you need to let it go for a couple weeks or a couple months, you're just fine on that. But it is going to get louder and much more noticeable as time goes by. So it would never be dangerous. It would just be not right. annoying. But it will get to the point where almost every little bump, you'll hear this noise under the dash. And so it would be a good idea to go ahead and get that done. And... Obviously, if you're going to trade the car in, if they were to take it for a test drive, they would certainly hear that noise very quickly. Well, let me just mention something about what you said. Um, a couple hours to replace. Um, let me, for those who haven't heard this, we've mentioned it before on the show. Hours are on uh, a term that are thrown around at car dealerships loosely. And the definition of hours, we think we know what an hour is. You know, there's 60 minutes in an hour. But sometimes we're not talking about clock hours. We're talking about flat rate hours, which is a misnomer uh, foisted on car dealers by the manufacturers, I think, to confuse everybody. Uh, uh, Rick Kearney, uh, he gets paid on the flat, ra- flat rate hours that are in a manual from Toyota. And uh, if uh, if it says 2.3, uh, then he gets 2.3 times what they call the flat rate hour. Now, uh, you and I think of an hour as being 60 minutes, but a flat rate hour could be $150. I mean, it's not, you know, <laughs> indirectly it's related to time because at one point, when this operation was created and the paymaster, do we have a telephone call? We have four telephone calls. I'm going to shut my mouth. Okay. Hey, Anne-Marie, thanks for the uh, text. We definitely always enjoy hearing from you. And uh, there's some things in life that are annoying, right? You can't fix them. This is annoying. It can be fixed. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going back to the phones. And uh, for Charles, we're taking his call first. But for Laurie and Warren and the rest of you, just hold on. I'll be right with you. Good morning, Charles, and welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars. Good morning, Nancy and Earl and Rick. Um, Rick, you sound a lot better than you did about two weeks ago. Thank you. you (laughs) Practically at death's door. First of all, Earl. Great job on everything. I enjoy your book. I enjoy reading your Florida weeklies, and I certainly enjoy the show. I Thank you so much. Thank you uh, from from all of you. 
uh, this is a question, I guess, for the back end guy. Um, key fob article. Great article, Earl, but I wondered, um, since I don't really engage in car theft, uh, if I could just buy a car fob, key fob from uh, Amazon and then just go over to your dealership and use it and drive off in a brand new whatever, that probably wouldn't work. So how do you calibrate something that you get from Amazon? Well, we, we will install parts that you buy elsewhere. I mean, it's not a matter of, of uh, we, I think we want to be sure that it's the right part. If we, if we install a part on a car, then we're responsible for it. But uh, no, what, I, what, what, I was get, what I was getting at specifically has to do with the key fob itself. Oh, the, when you buy it from Amazon, you've got to somehow rather... Oh, you have to have a program, yeah. Car. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that. Unfortunately, is controlled by the manufacturer, and and and, the, and the, the, they want to control the um, security. The, the, the they have an owner of one of their products, and they want to be sure that a thief or something isn't getting a key fob that's going to be um, uh, used in the wrong way, like to steal a car. So, uh, it, it, the 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 problem that you're encountering is a high price. Of programming, which is something that the dealer decides. Uh, there's a flat rate amount on that, as we started to talk about earlier. You can look it up in the book, but the book typically is a little high. Uh, I would shop around, uh, and <coughs> if, if, if you could you could try. Uh, competition is a great thing, Rick. I think he's asking actually about the the technical aspect, how it's done. Yeah. Uh, some manufacturers are set up like Toyota where you would simply bring the key fob to the technician. We will use a scan tool that communicates with the car and we tell the car, all right, we're going to program a new key to you to that you will allow this key to operate. Our scan tool then has to communicate back to Toyota and we have to get authorization from a manager in the service or sales or parts department to authorize that communication to let us then have a passcode that will tell us, okay, now you can program that key. It's it's actually quite convoluted and there's a lot of checks to it, checks and balances to make sure that only a qualified technician can legally program a new fob to operate a car. So Charles, your question wasn't about yeah. cost? No, it, well, it was about what prompted me initially was the article, mm-hmm. and I started thinking, well, if anybody can buy a, a key fob off the Internet, um, you know, I can go down to Earl Stewart and drive off in his Tesla tomorrow then. No, <laughs> no yeah, I gotta because verify your identity. It's a little bit more, you know, it's a little bit more involved. But then I have a question specifically about my situation. Um, we have a 2012 XC60 Volvo, and about three or four years ago, we were having a problem with the uh, key fob, and it turned out that we had to repair, replace the um, antenna, you know, the little sharp fin that's on top, which almost never happens according to uh, Schumacher Volvo. Okay. But anyway, it was replaced. Um, this year when we came back down to Florida, we got a little signal on the dashboard saying replace key fob battery. So we did that on October 26th. And now it needs to be done again. And I'm just wondering if there is, you know, it could be just a bad battery, but uh, do you think there might be something going on, Rick? 
Uh, one of the things that we do see is if you leave the key fob, say if you hang it up on a like a hook on the wall in the garage where it's close to the car, that key will actually be communicating with the car all the time because the car is always ready to look for the key and the key is always going to be ready to respond to the car. They communicate back and forth by way of the radio frequencies. So what you might try doing is try make sure that you store the keys a little farther away from the car, something like 20 or 30 or 40 feet away from the car. That way they won't uh, try to talk because if the car senses a key coming into its range, it's going to send out a signal to that key saying, hey, are you legally allowed to start to open the doors or start me up? And your key will respond back. Well, every time that key gets that alert and responds back, that uses battery power from the key so that can wear it down. And if it's stored you know, kind of close to the car, it might be continually talking back and forth and that would wear that battery down. That is why I listen to you guys every Saturday morning. <laughs> Thank you so much, Charles. You know, uh, Rick talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I was having a problem with my uh, my own vehicle, and I realized that, um, you know, my key pod is inside my car, and it's uh, there all the time, and it drains your battery. So uh, I, too, have learned a whole lot. Uh, Charles, thanks so much uh, for giving us a call, and we hope to hear from you again. Okay. Thank you very much, Nancy. Have Bye. a great day. Have a great weekend. Uh, we're going to get to Laurie, and uh, Laurie's back with us from Palm Beach Gardens. She hasn't called for a while. Good morning, Laurie. Good morning. Um, I'd like to know, my air tire light was on, but my pressure in all four tires was the same. It was like 33. Is that, like, too low? Uh, it might have been close to what's called the threshold this cold weather snap that we've had where all of a sudden the air temperatures are dropping quite a bit, uh, uh -huh. basic science, air and uh, temperature and pressure are directly related. So as temperature goes down, air pressure goes down. So when your tires are cold, the pressure in the tires will drop a little bit. Now, you, the uh -huh. sensors in the tire are set to where they'll have a, what's called a threshold that usually is about six to seven pounds below what the program pressure of the tire is. So if your tire's at 35 pounds, when they set that, that level, the threshold will be like 28 or 29. And if that temperature drops low enough that the pressure goes below that 28 to 29 pound level, it'll turn that light on. And it can take a little while before you drive the car enough that the tires heat up and bring the pressure back up and then the car will see that new new pressure and it'll turn the light back off. Uh, what you can try doing is just add a couple more pounds of air up to about 36 pounds and see if that turns the light off. And also, uh, depending on what car you have, some models and some makes had a fifth sensor if you had a full-size spare. They were uh -huh. uncommon, but a lot of them did have it where there's a sensor in the spare tire as well so if that one's running low, that can trigger that light on as well. Hmm. Okay, great. Thank you. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Laurie, it was great hearing from you. Give us a call again. Our okay, number here, 
is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. You can uh, text me with your contact information, or you can go uh, through the uh, control room with uh, Jeremy and leave it uh, with him. Uh, Either way, you would get your check if you leave your contact information. We're going to go to Warren from uh, New Jersey. We haven't heard from you for a while, Warren. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? I'm, I'm glad to call. Uh, I got a question for Earl, a couple of questions. Uh, I'm reading about the fact that I'm in the market for a new car, basically looking. And what happens to repo, repossession cars? I mean, they don't park them at a bank. Well, what what happens to them? Do they go wholesale? Do they wind up in dealers? Like, what happens to them? And are they a good buy, or shouldn't you bother with them? Oh, okay, well, you're talking about what what type of car? A, rep- a, rep- a repossession car, because I'm reading about a lot of cars are being repossessed by the banks because people can't make the. Oh, the repo. And... Yeah, yeah, they're they, they're restricted uh, uh, as to how they're disposed of, and it used to be a game that uh, the dealers would play with the banks, and and they would end up with uh, buying cars at uh, at unfair prices. Uh, the bank, the the lenders now, all lenders, credit unions, banks. I assume credit unions are included in this, but uh, anybody that finances a car in general, uh, they have to sell the car at an arm's length price so that the original owner that had the car repossessed isn't taken advantage of. So uh, typically they'll take it to a public auction. Uh, the, the monopoly basically of all auctions is called the Mannheim, M-A-N-H-E-I-M. It's almost, a, a, they're, they're definitely nationwide. Uh, but there's a lot of other auctions too. But uh, when you have people bidding, uh, free bids on whatever they want to bid for the car is high or low. That's a pretty fair price established as a wholesale price. So that's where the when the deficiency that the lender goes after the original owner for is the difference between the auction price and what they owe on the car. Well, how how do you know if you're getting one of those cars? It just and where does it eventually wind up after an auction? In other words, does, do you get any? In other words, do you have they, they have to go somewhere, and Manhattan's yeah. not selling them. So, or, or, I mean, where do they where do they eventually wind up? Do they wind up in your dealership or somebody else's dealership? Anybody can buy the car, so you know, it it has to be sold at auction. Now there there are some exceptions to this, and I'm not uh, an attorney, so I don't know exactly, <laughs> but. Uh, but in 99% of the cars go through public auctions. And uh, you, can, you can find out uh, where it came from by tra- uh, tracking the, uh, on the title, you can track the owners. You can go from the manufacturer's certificate of origin. When a new car is brand new, they have a piece of paper they call the MSO, manufacturer's certificate of origin. And then when it's first sold, it's the title. And once you have the title, every subsequent owner is shown on the title. Right now, all this is done electronically. So let's say that Bank America financed a car uh, to, uh, to you, and you didn't make your payments, and they repossessed the car. Bank America would take the car to the Mannheim auction, and I might buy the car uh, because uh, I buy a lot of cars at auction for my dealership. So if I buy the car, then that is a matter of record. 
I take it to my dealership, and then Rick Kearney decides he wants to buy the car from me, so he buys it at Earl Stewart Toyota, and then his name's on the title. So uh, down the line, if if somebody else decides to buy the car, they can track that ownership from the most current owner to the original owner, which was the manufacturer. All right. Okay. Um, the second question I have you, I, I, um, I guess I haven't talked to you all, so I have a couple of questions because I'm in the market. I know someone who bought in the Tampa area, bought a Lincoln, I don't know, one of the models, a Navigator, whatever. And he bought, what do they used to call them, the deal, you know, when you give your cars to your uh, salespeople or something, dealer cars or something? And he got a tremendous amount off on it. He, he was like a $60,000 car, and he got a $45,000. Do, do they still sell those, those you know, the dealer cars, or is that still something he just lucked out on? This is just plain and simple deceptive advertising. Uh, the uh, I see it every day, advertisements of dealers. There's no regulation. Uh, the dealers will have a, a repo sale. And uh, they will say bank representatives are present. And the implication, very strong implication, is that these are distress cars that were taken back, and therefore they will sell to you, uh, retail to you, at a huge savings. Well, you can't, it's illegal to do that. The federal lending laws will not allow a bank to repossess a car and then take it and sell it to somebody else at a distressed price. That is a violation of the law. They have to sell the car, wholesale it generally, at an arm's length price. And whoever buys it at arm's length, they're right. They have a basis in that car that is anybody else would have because it's a fair price. And they mark it up uh, you know, to make whatever they want to make. But anytime you see an ad by car dealers in Tampa or anywhere uh, that say that they're having a special sale because the manufacturer or the banks or anybody else is cooperating with them to mark these cars down way below the market, they're lying. They're just flat lying to you. And somebody should tell the Attorney General of the state of Florida, Ashley Moody, that they're violating the law by unfair and deceptive trade practices, they are misrepresenting what they really sell these cars for. So, yeah, ignore these sales. I got just one other question and a statement. Uh, In past, before COVID, especially if you were in the Northeast, I lived down in Florida for a while, but up here in the Northeast, in the cold weather, somebody used to tell me that the end of January was the best time to buy a new car, especially in cold weather climates. Because of the, you know, they just weren't sold a lot. People, dealers would do anything. Do you think that that's going to be the case again, where January, the end of January, the end of February, we have to make quotas and stuff that you can get yeah, a better it, deal it, on the car? Yeah, it, it's it's not so much the month, uh, because the month varies. In January, typically before COVID, in Florida, in South Florida, uh, is. It's probably a terrible time to buy a car because business is great. The car dealers uh, are being can hold a, a higher margin, uh, and they have more customers to select from, and the prices are higher. Uh, if you live in Buffalo, New York, in January, 
the car dealers have to dig the cars out of the snow, and the buyers uh, have to follow the snowplow in to be able to find a car. So it's a good time to buy a car because the dealers are desperate to sell a car. So it's a good time to buy a car when nobody else is buying cars. When business is great, it's not a good time to buy a car because the dealers really get greedy and mark their cars up more. Uh, well, one of the last quick statements. I noticed over here by going to dealers that they've pretty much gotten off that $5,000 market reevaluation. When my cousin in Arizona told me he was looking for a car, and they're all sticking to that $5,000 over the price. So I was just, it was just sort of a statement to you that it seems to different parts of the country, different things are happening. So, I, again, I don't know. He said they all were insisting on the $5,000, but here in the Northeast, they pretty much dropped asking for the $5,000. So I just thought I'd make that statement. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's all relative, and you know the, the it, it's so sad that any advertisement that you see, and this sounds like you know, somebody that didn't know the show and doesn't understand buying and selling cars, and hear me say this: every car ad you read is dishonest. I defy anyone out there, car dealers. Uh, car buyers, anybody, to show me a complete advertisement of a of a newer used car that I cannot find something dishonest and illegal in. The advertising is even by the manufacturers. You know, the 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 the, the manufacturers every day are advertising, for example, leases, and they'll say uh, new Honda Accord, two hundred twenty nine dollars a month. And in the fine print that you cannot read, it requires a large down payment, maybe $5,000. That's a violation of the Federal Trade Commission Act, which says that the price that you pay has to be, uh, if it's modified, the modification must be in the same size print as the price that you're advertising the car to sell for. So. If you see a car dealer's ad, it's like the old joke, how can you tell when a lawyer's lying? It's when his lips move. How can you tell when a car dealer's lying? It's when he advertises. And the same thing for, holds true for manufacturers. That's right. All right. <laughs> thank you very much. Good luck, guys, and uh, thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you Warren. Give us a call again, Warren, 877 Our text number is 772-497-6530. And uh, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, that extends to Palm Beach, Broward, Martin, St. Lucie. Uh, Well, you know the drill. Uh, And you can text your information to me at 772-497-6530. Or you can leave it with Jeremy in the control room. Um, I want to address... uh, uh, a young lady by the name of uh, uh, Marina. And uh, Marina uh, called the show on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, she called on uh, December 31st. And uh, she was from Broward County. She won herself $100. And uh, it's been, a, well, a little difficult in uh, getting it to her. Um, I didn't have the correct contact information. So, um, you know, it took a little longer for her to have a check written to her and mailed but I did talk to her several times Um, actually I talked to her twice I believe it was Uh, but Marina if you're listening this morning I want to let you know that uh, if you check your inbox uh, you'll notice that I sent you an email on uh, January the 
Uh, it was this past Wednesday, whatever the date was there. Uh, and uh, I told you that it, because of this unnecessary confusion uh, with uh, your address and your apartment number, um, I was going to go ahead and issue you another check. And that was on Wednesday. And that check was for $100. And that check went to your address, the correct address with the apartment number. And I requested that you tear up the uh, check that I had sent you on January the 4th. Uh, so uh, please, uh, <laughs> I'm begging you, <laughs> text me, call me, email me, and let me know you got that check. Okay, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and as I said earlier, you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and your anonymous feedback. Take advantage of it. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering tar dealer. A, a quick, quick bulletin an article in the Automotive News I read that surprised me uh, that uh, odometer fraud is up sharply. And uh, a lot of us, in fact, I was included in that group, I found out later, but uh, I thought that with the digital age, uh, with digital odometers, and uh, it was impossible to set, set an odometer back like we did in the old days. Back when I first started in the business, that was standard operating procedure. Used car lot. We had a guy in uh, West Palm Beach, his name was Ed Zuck, and uh, he'd come by and he'd, every, he'd had every car dealership used car department, and they walk up to the used car manager and say, what do you got for me today, Charlie? And he say, well, get that Chevrolet and that Oldsmobile, get that uh, Toyota over there, and uh, and uh, he would tell them how far back to roll the odometers. Then they go to the next dealership, and every, every dealership in town. All dealerships were, uh, we, we call it clocking Big the money. odometer. And they started enforcing it, and they made the odometers a little harder to clock, and I thought that it pretty much stopped. But according to Automotive News, that the uh, criminal uh, digital technology is caught up with the safety technology, and there's a huge increase in uh, odometers being rolled back. The number one states, I, I bet you can guess the number one state, uh, it's uh, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything happens in Texas, but uh, Texas is just rolling the hell out of those odometers, and if you're buying a car in Texas, you, you better get a check. But what's the number two state? Florida. Either Texas or Florida. We're the, we're the Sodom and Gomorrah of the states and anything of all I got. But I didn't know to be warning people about that, but uh, you check your paper trail. You got, you got Carfax. You can check the odometers, and you could. You, I talked to a, a caller earlier about how you could t track the chain of ownership of a car all the way back to the manufacturer. You can also track the mileage all the way back. Every time that car changes hands, there is a mileage. So even if the crook that rolls back the odometer does a good job and you can't even tell by looking at the car or the odometer, if you find out that the car had uh, more miles than it has now three years ago, <laughs> that's a red flag. So check the odometer, check the ownership and the odometers 
uh, of ownership of his used car. Absolutely. You know, I'm sitting here giggling because I'm thinking okay. about my bad side and uh, how easy it was back in Pittsburgh, back in the day, to do just what you said. And uh, if I couldn't rule that odometer back, I could find somebody that could. It was very easy. So, um, you know, it's a, it's an interesting day in a, in a different age that we're in. Anything can happen. Okay, Rick? Okay. <clears throat> now, some of you may be aware there was a recent news story from California of an accident that occurred on San Francisco Bay Bridge where a Tesla suddenly braked on the bridge and caused an eight-car pileup. People were injured. Um, Gary has sent in a text photo here that... I'm not sure where the original photo came from here, but it has a little bit of information. Um, it says, the Model S braking incident caused an eight-vehicle pileup where nine people were injured, including a two-year-old child. This is from the California Highway Patrol. Um, the footage first obtained by Intercept shows the white electric sedan driving over San Francisco's Bay Bridge in the second furthest lane, as the Model S travels in its lane, the car's owner claims his vehicle's left turn signal and brakes activated during full self-driving. The unsanctioned braking occurred after the, the video's Model S changed lanes in front of a line of fast-driving cars. A trailing SUV is seen almost immediately hitting the brake Tesla's rear while seven more cars added to the pileup. Now, he sent this photo in, so I just wanted to bring this up because we do talk about Tesla quite a bit. I just have one, one thing. This is just my opinion. If you're driving a car and another car suddenly applies the brakes in front of you for whatever reason, whether it's a malfunction of that car or any other issue, if you have a safe following distance, you should be able to avoid that car or slow down. If well, you're following well, too close well, to that other well, car... Well, 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 I, again, I disagree with you rarely, but I disagree with you now. Legally, unfortunately, what you say is true. And if you hit somebody from behind, you're automatically considered guilty. But we all know, in fact, if you want to make a little bet... I would bet that I could get you to run into the back of me. I would get a car that you didn't recognize, and I would manipulate myself in a way that you would probably hit me because I could slam. There's a lot of people who make a living it's doing that. It's true. Well, yeah, yeah. Cutting lawyers, them off and lawyers hire checking. people to go out yeah. and get hit in the rear so they can sue somebody. But uh, if anybody goes to EarlandCars.com and reads a recent blog, and it's entitled... Earl and Nancy drive autonomously. Oh it's about our experience in our Tesla S plaid and our discovery that the Tesla fully autonomous, Tesla self-driving is not is safe enough for retail distribution right now. And so we, we are very, very careful about driving that car. Uh, I, talk, I talked to a, a friend of mine yesterday that has his... Uh, uh, an S self-driving his car his Tesla stopped on the railroad track for no reason and uh, uh, w w what happens is uh, we've had 
our Tesla stop um, to make a left-hand turn uh, three lanes to the right where right, it would right be impossible lane. to do it. And we've also had our Tesla stop at a caution light that you see out on the street. You know the ones near Completely. our dealership, the fire department on US-1. They'll sit there and flash yellow all the time. Yes. People don't pay any attention to them. True. Tesla did. Stopped. Now, uh, you could say legally that was not going to hurt anybody, but <laughs> uh, you could get hit in the back and somebody gets hurt. So, But, no, the Tesla uh, is not ready for distribution right now for people that uh, are, you have to be more careful driving it when it is on fully autonomous than when you're driving yeah. it yourself. It's a new set of rules, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask you to hold on to that thought if you want to continue, and I'm going to jump back here uh, to the phones. And uh, Carlin, thank you so much for holding. Uh, Carlin is calling us from Stewart, and uh, she is a first-time caller. Good morning. Yes. Hi, good morning. Welcome. You won yourself $50 this morning? And uh, you have oh, really? you have for the first time caller, and uh, I can get that out to you, the check out to you. You can simply text uh, your contact information if you so wish at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and I'll repeat that number again before we hang up. Oh wait a minute. Uh, or you can leave the. That's my information. Pardon? Well, can I give it to you while I'm talking to you? Pardon me. Can I give you my information while I'm talking to you? Uh, or, or do I have to well, send it in? I, I, honestly, I would rather uh, you text it. Uh, so if I had to refer to it, I have it. I have that information. Uh, okay. And as What's I said, 772-497-6530. Oh, okay. Yes, 772-497-6530. Oh, okay. Okay. What can we do for you this morning, Carla? Well, uh, my brother gave me his number to call you up and talk about my Kia Soul. Hey. And I was wondering what kind of questions were you interested in? I mean, what, what kind of information you're interested in? Yeah, yeah. Could you repeat that? Your Your brother did what? He gave me this number to tell you tell you about my Kia Soul, and I was wondering what you wanted to hear. What we want to hear, um, actually, yeah, actually, what we're doing is we're building a platform here for the ladies on uh, Earl Stewart on cars. Um, we've been uh, on the air for a number of years. Uh, we have uh, Earl Stewart, and he's my husband, and of course, there's uh, me. And, of course, there is uh, Rick, who is uh, very knowledgeable. If there's anything, you know, uh, wrong with your car, he can answer uh, just about every single question. And, of course, we have our vice president of uh, digital uh, everything. And, uh, as I said, you know, we're just trying to accumulate some ladies uh, to call in. And we're building a platform for them. And uh, by the way, it's been uh, a little, uh, well, quite successful, I would say. And um, I thank you for calling. So as far as what you have to say, you can say anything at all, or you can just tell us how the weather's doing. Rick wants are, to talk to you, Carlin. Are you having any special sure. issues with your Kia? 
well, I noticed that um, my tires, I, I need to replace them, you know, a little bit more frequently than I have in the past. Okay, that that can be a result. Sometimes certain cars do have, I'll say they, they dislike some brands of tires, and sometimes the brand doesn't drive well on a car and they'll wear out quickly. Um, what you might try doing is checking consumer reports to look for tires that are rated for the uh, most longevity and the best value okay. for the money. Um, or if you just want to go with just the, the gut instinct, my own personal favorite, um, I usually like either Toyo or Michelin for my choice for tires. Michelin, I like Michelin too. Michelin makes a yeah, fantastic like, tire. When you go when you go buy tires, I mean, trying to get a good price and a good tire is not easy these days. I mean, you usually ended up spending a you know a good deal of money on them, just so you have good tires. Yeah, Costco generally is going to be your, one of your best bets. I'll double I'll double down on that. Costco has your best selection. They have a unconditional return. Uh, they have the uh, best prices. So uh, even if you're not a member of Costco, it's only $65 for an annual membership, and it'd be worth paying that just to be able to save the money on a, a set of tires. Uh, okay, I'll keep that in mind. I mean, I just love my Kia Soul. It's just, it's just such a you know, nice little car with a lot of room on the inside. And, you know, here I live in Florida, so when I get on 95, I could take it up to 80, 90 miles per hour, no problem. I mean, the car really handles it. Yeah, those are nice cars, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, um, I haven't had any other real issues. You know, I, I maintain my car, you know, oil change every three, six months. You know, make sure there's water and, you know, whatever else it needs. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I never take my gas underneath, you know, a quarter of a tank and, you sound, it, it just drives. You, know, you sound like an educated uh, consumer, Carlin, and uh, maintaining your tires is uh, so very, very important. Not everyone knows that, and, uh, you know, it affects uh, so many different things. You know, the ride, uh, the, the gas mileage, uh, just about uh, everything, wear and tear on your tires. Uh, but uh, Consumer Report, uh, I believe it was the December uh, edition uh, that uh, gave us some great information and choices on tires. So uh, I hope we uh, helped you uh, this morning and that you'll spread the word that we are looking for ladies to give uh, us a call and uh, you'll get that information to me. Well, I'll Thank tell my Stuart girls here in Martin County to give you a call. All righty. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Have a wonderful weekend. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I'm so excited. John from Palm City is calling. We haven't heard from John in weeks. Good uh, morning, John. Good, good morning. I went to uh, several countries and traveling, and uh, it was experienced. Got oh. a little sick. Yeah. Got to be very careful, especially on cruise ships. It's unbelievable what's uh, the germs and the uh, COVID-19, uh, but that's another story. What I want to say is it's so unfair the way they're treating Elon Musk, corporate America, the news media. I mean, they really would like to see the man. He has the most successful car out there. It's not 100% perfect, but it's the best 
of all electric vehicles, and the other companies are really out to get him. Uh, media has run, like New York Times, has run ads with the autonomous uh, vehicle. Uh, that stop school bus, they're showing a, a full-page ad that it didn't observe a stop school bus and wiped out the children that were getting out of the bus. And then they're pushing the fires. I mean, it, it's unbelievable that they would like to put this man completely out of business. And that's, they know that he has the best of the best in vehicles, and he's selling it. And by the way, the reason he's discounting it now is to make it more affordable for the people to buy the vehicle. Absolutely. And that's in Europe and the United States, 20% price reduction. Yeah. The news so, media can be relentless, and absolutely. Uh, they, they want to see you fail. I mean, just as far as the batteries go, uh, auto insurance, uh, easy study, as far as fires go, the number one fire is caused, this is a study in 2021, it's called by hybrids, that the one had the most fires. I, I have the percentages of it. And then after that, it's internal combustion engine, and the EV vehicles have the least amount, 25 per 100,000 cars that went on fire. I mean, it's, it, they're playing up everything too big, and people have to remember, in, in 2008, the Traffic Safety Administration established standards of any battery that's 48 volts or higher. And Rick will tell you in 53, I mean, he wouldn't uh, be around, but he, he never saw a car battery, 12 volt, that actually went on fire. And we used to have 6 volts. And if you take some batteries today, there's safety on it. Take it in a smoke detector. It's a 9-volt battery, okay? And it tells you right on it, when you dispose of it, do not put it into a fire or be cautious on it. And that's only for 9 volt. So it takes a lot of caution. I mean, a battery is, it, it'll, by the way, it will disconnect. Mercedes started it first. In case of an accident, the car automatically disconnects an electric vehicle. So there's a lot of things that are involved. And one of the other reasons why it makes electric cars so expensive is the cost of lithium. Lithium has tripled in the last one year. So there's a lot of factors involved, but Leon, uh, Elon Musk is out there trying to make it more affordable, and he does have absolutely the best, and everybody, including Earl and Nancy, will attest to that. Nobody comes close to what his car is. Absolutely, John. And they've got their teeth into them, you know, and they're not going to let go until, well, they're ready. Uh, but all that is great information. And as long as we educate ourselves as consumers, you know, we know the truth, you know, about Tesla. We know the truth, what it's going to cost you, you know, uh, for a Tesla. And it's, it's, it's being made affordable for, you know, the little guys, so to speak. And uh, it's a great car. And uh, he is a very intelligent, educated person, by the way. And uh, he knows what he's doing. Rick? Absolutely. Car of the future. One of the factors why manufacturers, and this should be across the board on every single car, at the moment of an impact that is hard enough to deploy airbags, the engine and any drive systems should automatically be disconnected and shut down, and the brakes should be automatically locked. And the reason I say this is because at moment of impact, people in the car are in shock. 
And I have taught this quite a few. I've taught a lot of first responder classes on how to handle hybrids and electric vehicles that are in an accident. And one of the first things that surprises a lot of the first responders, one of the things that the firemen and the police officers did not take into consideration is the fact that these vehicles can be sitting completely silent and yet be ready to launch at a moment. And if, say, the driver is sitting in that driver's side seat, their foot on the brake, and suddenly, for whatever reason, after this accident, their foot goes from the brake to the accelerator. Imagine, Earl, your Tesla S, if you stomped on that accelerator pedal, and it a vehicle that can go from zero to 60 miles an hour yeah. in less than two seconds, hmm. and a firefighter just happened to have walked in front of the car not realizing that the car is still in operational mode. Mm -hmm. So in all the classes that I taught, one of the first things that I told them was, get that vehicle turned off as quickly as possible and do not walk in front or behind that vehicle until you are 100% certain that it's immobilized. And we always took a hybrid car with, with me on these classes and I would start the vehicle up in the parking lot and show them how silent that car could be. And then I would, uh, several times, I'd even put it in a parking lot, stomp on the gas, and watch, they would stare in amazement as this little Prius would suddenly take off like a rocket. And it, it drove home to them the fact that that silence does not equal non-danger. Hmm. So, folks, if you see a car in an accident and you choose to be the good Samaritan, you want to try to help someone, Please do not approach from the front or back of the car. Come from the side, and the first thing, look in that driver's side window. Make sure that vehicle is turned off, and if not, ask the driver to turn it off. Reach in and turn it off. Do whatever you've got to do, but don't walk in front or behind until you're 100% mm -hmm. certified the vehicle's immobilized. Horrible thought. Good Boy. point. Wow, Good point, it could yeah. be detrimental to your health. Um, so, uh, John, are you point. still with us? Safety first. Yeah. Safety first. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, welcome back. We missed you, and uh, we hope to hear from you, as usual. Thank you. And uh, Good to be back. Ho hope your wife is doing well. Happy New yeah, Year. She got sick from me when we were traveling. <laughs> well, I hope you're feeling better. Oh, yes. Thank you. You're Take welcome. Time to recuperate. Yes. To, oh, forever. Okay, then. Have a great weekend. Okay, guys, I'm looking forward to the shopping report. Thank you so much. We missed hearing that. Okay, we're going to go to Howard and uh, Frank and Jupiter Farms. Please hold on. Howard's calling us. He's a regular from uh, Jupiter. Uh, good morning, Howard. Good morning. How are you all doing? We're well. Do you think you're back home? <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> Does it feel I like it? So. <laughs> I, I, actually, I like it. It's, it's nice. It's a change. <laughs> yeah, it the reason uh, you like it is it, it's not going to stick around. <laughs> that's exactly correct. And you know very well living in Pennsylvania. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah. I have a question for Rick as far as for wheel alignment. Uh, <clears throat> why is wheel alignment important? Can you explain camber and chassis? And uh, uh, what could happen if um, uh, you hit, a, bu you, you hit a, uh, a bump or something and, and the wheel alignment is, is knocked out? Uh, I know that happened to a friend of mine. Uh, he parked, and when he parked, he pulled in, and he hit something, 
and when his wheels were turned, and he, he had to get a wheel alignment. Could you explain that? Yeah. Um, most older cars had several adjustments for the alignment. Uh, cars with the newer front-wheel drive cars with McPherson strut suspension, generally caster and camber are not adjustable, but they are on some models. Just to give it a real fast breakdown, um, if you were, say, floating above the car and you look straight down at the tires, almost imagine if you're looking at your shoes. If the top of the tire were tilted in towards the car or out away from the, the center line of the car, that's called camber. And the reason camber is adjusted is in order to help compensate for road crown, which is the, the curve of the road so that the water will drain off when it's raining. You also have what's called caster. Caster is basically designed to uh, kind of help correct in steering and improve your steering as well. And it's the angle between the top of the strut mount and the bottom ball joint, whether it's tilted forwards or backwards just a little bit. And then you have toe, which again, if you look down at your shoes, say if you moved your toes inward like a duck, that's toe in. And if you moved your toes outwards like a pigeon, that's toe out. All of these the mechanics will use in order to get your car to run nice and straight down the road while still being able to steer easily around corners and keep your tire wear to where your tires are going to wear in the best pattern that they can. Hitting a bump, because most of these are adjusted by what's called a, an elliptical or an, an oblong shaped bolt, that when we turn this bolt a little bit, that's how it changes those angles. If you hit a bump hard enough, it can actually shift that bolt a little bit and it will knock the alignment out of whack a little bit. That's why we recommend having your alignment checked about once a year. And when you get new tires, it's always a good idea to have your alignment checked and adjusted to bring it back to proper specification. Okay, so when you alignment, let's say I bring the car in and I say uh, do a wheel alignment uh, and uh, you check it and you see I don't need a wheel alignment. So the possibility you would say to me, oh, we checked your car and you don't need a wheel alignment? Yeah, that happens that quite often. I didn't know that because... Uh, uh, before and I went to before I went to Earl Stewart, I just used to bring it the the fire sign. I'm talking about thirty years ago, and they automatically never asked me a question. They did the wheel alignment, but, right? But uh, I guess yeah. thirty years ago, the technology was putting mounting on heads. They used lights and mirrors and strings, and setting up the the machine to measure all these angles was quite complicated. Nowadays, a lot of dealerships actually have these uh, devices that you simply drive the car over, and as the car drives over it, it measures the alignment and can tell you quite accurately whether or not the alignment is in or out. Um, our dealership, however, we have regular alignment rack, but it uses laser beams, and it only takes about uh, five to 10 minutes to set this thing up and make all the measurements to see if the alignment is out or not. So we can quickly tell you, and if your alignment is out, is still in spec and does not need to be adjusted, but that's it. Matter of fact, we offer that as a complimentary service. Yeah, Howard, anybody buying Thurl, 
anybody buying a new car should always be sure that that new car it has the alignment check before you take it home. Uh, as you know, misaligned tires can cost you a lot of money by the time you notice the problem. And so uh, you might get a little uh, uh, argument from the dealer. Uh, the manufacturers don't like to pay warranty uh, compensation to a dealer for doing uh, an alignment on a new car. Uh, they they have this, uh, uh, you know, uh, hallucination that all new cars are perfectly aligned. Well, if you know the the path that a new car follows from the from the assembly line to the dealer, you're talking trains, planes, and automobiles. I mean, uh, you, you got cars being loaded and unloaded from boats or trucks or, or railroads. And every time a car gets on or off a truck or a railroad car, there's a chance that you can hit the tire and wheel in some way that it'll knock it out of alignment. So a car comes in, it's a brand new car, and you buy it and it's out of alignment. Uh, two months later, you come in for your first check and you say, oh, guess what? You need an alignment. Well, it's, uh, you've, you've ruined your tires. So you need to be sure that your car was checked. And I'm talking, not just talking to you, Howard, I'm talking about all the new car buyers. Be sure that you have your new car alignment checked before you take it home. Yeah, very good information. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Howard. Uh, thank you so much, Howard. Uh, we're going to go quickly to Frank, who's calling us from Jupiter Farms. We're running out of time, but we're going to take Frank's call. Good morning, Frank. Oh, good morning to you all. Happy New Year, of course, a little late, but early than New ever. Year. Um, many things. Um, I absolutely find it fascinating on the description of toe-in and toe-out with ducks and pigeons, and it helps to visualize in a much better way for those of those who may not be so tech-savvy. Hmm. Um, Thank you. And then, and let's see, the other thing, uh, I was up in Stewart the other day to look at a golf cart or something, so I stopped by the Audi dealership. And surprisingly, they got a lot of cars in the showroom that's filled, and there's cars out front. So the supply is starting to trickle in, and they got a bunch of electric cars also. And that was a place you had mystery shop several months ago. Did pretty good. But here's the other thing that really came to mind the other day. I'm driving back on Indian Town Road from US-1, and I notice this, um, oh my goodness, um, a white van coming up very high speed behind me, like as if he may not even want to stop at the red light. And he's like really arrogant, aggravated that I'm going maybe too slow once the light turned green. So he's weaving in and out. He's going, and I noticed that the tag said Garber Buick GMC dot com and it was one of their delivery trucks for their um i guess um shop you know mystery or not uh, not mystery excuse me their um their repair center or their service center and all the way up every light he's in and out he's weaving no turn signals surprisingly surprisingly the jupiter police were not out there that day because this guy would have been nailed and in bentley through all these probably eight or nine traffic lights Every, every time he was way ahead of me, we were almost back side by side at the next red light until he got on I-95 going northbound. So here's my question. Have you guys ever mystery shopped that Garber Buick GMC up there? You just did a few weeks ago. Pardon me? Did you ever mystery shop that Garber Buick GMC? Yes, just a, just a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. I missed that. I must have been out in town or something. Yeah, you How can pick it up on our issues? website, go to yeah. erlandcars.com. We have copies of that report. 
Okay, I will definitely do that. Because they, they seem very um, a rude attitude. I try just being polite and saying, you, oh, at least speak to that employee. Because it's your insurance rates, and it could be someone's life at stake with him, with his attitude. Um, but they, they, they only want my phone number. They said, we'll call you back. And I don't feel very comfortable about waiting, having someone have my name and number. But anyway... Yeah. Okay, I'll go in your mystery shopping report and see. And, um, yeah, you can go over to Earl on Cars, and uh, you can find what you're looking for um, as far as the mystery shops uh, are concerned. And also, uh, I'm not sure whether you tuned in last week or not, but, uh, you know, the vice president of the digital department, Jonathan, um, he uh, did a uh, uh, Earl Stewart on Cars mystery shopping report summary. And uh, you can, for, for uh, 2022, and he, you know, named the three best dealers and so on and so forth. They're all in chronological uh, order. Uh, but it, it's an interesting uh, bit of information. You want to take a look at that, too? Oh, I will. Yeah, unfortunately, we had some major repairs going on. that We decided to get rid of our 37-year-old windows and put in um, all those um, storm-proof windows. And when you have um, 53 windows and three doors to be replaced, it was a long process. Um, plus expensive, but so I, I unfortunately miss some of your shows. So that gives me a chance to go back and listen to your shows. Thank you for the yeah. advice. And, and also, Garber is on uh, the uh, MSR. Uh, it's on YouTube. The Mystery Shop from uh, Garber. It's on YouTube, okay. and you can go, you can go to youtube.com or forward slash Earl on Cars. Great. Well, that, I, I appreciate all these this advice. You guys are great and. Thank you I'm so glad much, you Frank. About the Vigilantes too, so they, they do a good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. You. Have a great Have weekend. Night. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, um, I think it's time for us to get to the uh, mystery shopping report. Well, I, I had a subject that was so interesting. I want to bring it up. Uh, uh, maybe we can talk about it next week, but you can think about it uh, between now and then. Um, Toyota. Is, uh, as you know, that's a franchise of our dealership, and I always have to over and over again say, this is not an infomercial. We're not trying to sell you Toyotas. Uh, but we, we are affiliated with Toyota, and uh, we, we got a lot of respect for the manufacturer. Uh, the chairman of the board uh, of Toyota has, has come under a lot of criticism for lagging on the electric vehicle front. Everybody else has jumped on EVs and Toyota stuck with the hybrids and they were pushing hydrogen fuel cell and they just kind of got behind on the whole uh, electric vehicle thing. And uh, Akio Toyota, who I respect highly and uh, he's family, the neat thing about Toyota is they're family owned and operated. They're you know, the original uh, Toyota and he's the grandson, Akio. He came up with an idea that at first I said, this is ridiculous. And then I can't, I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. Here's what Akio Toyota has suggested, that rather than scrap uh, gasoline cars, internal combustion cars, convert them over to EV. You put a battery in it and a, and a motor. Now, if, at first this just almost sounds laughable. And then uh, the, I, I can't get it out of my head. And he said the reason being, in Toyota, you got to remember, is worldwide. They are, I don't know how much you travel or where you go, you'll see a Toyota wherever you are. They're, Toyotas are all over the world, 
in the, in the, in the outbacks of areas that you'd never think you'd see a Toyota. They manufacture and retail everywhere. And that's the reason they're the largest manufacturer of the world. So they're, they're basically saying that if you're worried about uh, the carbon issue and the pollution issue and getting rid of uh, gasoline fumes and, and, and so on and so forth, and you really want a clean planet, you're not going to get there by building a whole lot of electric vehicles because it's a big world and the, most of the cars are scattered all over the world, not just here in the United States. And you're not going to see the push for electric vehicles in Tanzania and uh, Afghanistan and, and uh, San Pueblo. I mean, there's millions and millions of combustion engine cars that are just going to keep on going and polluting. He says there should be a, a, a movement to take these cars and convert them. He, first of all, I'm assuming he's going to save you a lot of money, and the battery prices will come down, the electric motor price will be down, and Rick, you're probably more qualified than anybody here to say, how expensive will that be to take a, 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 you know, a 2018 a combustion engine car and convert it to an electric vehicle. Hmm. I mean, I'm not putting uh, you on the spot now. We haven't got time for a careful analysis. I, I would, I would actually consider the idea that replacing the drive line to electric really shouldn't be all that complicated. I mean, it, say if you were to take like the hybrid of a Prius. Or, or you know, you really only need the electric motor and the batteries. Yeah. Um, converting it over really shouldn't be all that huge well, a difficulty. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot now because there's no way you could give me an accurate answer. But yeah, I mean, your answer would be more accurate than mine. If you've got a forty thousand dollar vehicle, combustion engine, uh, worth forty thousand uh, dollars, how many thousands of dollars would it cost to convert that to EV? Well, it's it's buying the Finding that EV drive system. Yeah, I mean, cause oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'd have to have it manufactured for that purpose, right? Yeah. Anyway, and we'll, then we'll talk about it some other the time. The process, if it wouldn't be that great. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We can pick up uh, where we left off uh, yeah. next week. Uh, we're going to get to the mystery shopping report, but uh, you know, you're a, you are a big part of this mis <clears throat> excuse me mystery shopping report, and uh, you can uh, simply. You know, great, the Mystery Shopping Report after Earl's done uh, reading it at 772-497-6530. Uh, That's 772-497-6530. The Mystery Shop this week is from Arrigo. Arrigo Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We vote on the curve, so you don't fail somebody if they're about an average dealer, you give them a C. All the dealers out there have their problems, so A, B, C, D, F. So we'll ask for your votes at the end of this uh, mystery shopping report, which, as Nancy says, is of uh, Rego Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. I arrived around lunchtime and found the dealership quite busy. I thought, was that the one in West Palm Beach? Uh, that yes. is uh, definitely... Uh, yeah, several dealerships. No, wait a second. I'm not. I'm not positive of that. Uh, At any rate, in West Palm Beach, she arrived around lunchtime. There were two people ahead of me, checking in with customer service. 
a lady greeted me and asked me if I was looking for anything specific. Now, for you new listeners, I actually didn't do the mystery shop. Agent Lightning, who happens to be a female, did an outstanding uh, mystery shopper. I'm speaking in the first person as if I, if, if I were her. I'm sorry, you were right. That was Arrigo in West Palm. I just took a look at the rest of the mystery okay. shopping report. I informed her that I'd seen a Dodge Durango online and was interested in seeing it. She asked for a moment to find a salesman for me. A few minutes later, a salesman named Eduardo approached me and introduced himself and shook my hand. He asked me to follow him to his desk, and once there, he asked me if I'd been there before. I told him that I'd been there quite a while ago, to which he replied, welcome back. Um, showed a, a picture of my phone of uh, 2022 Durango that I'd uh, seen online, and he asked me for the stock number. Uh, Eduardo asked me what I was currently driving. I told him that I had a hybrid RAV4, but was looking for a third-row vehicle. I also mentioned that I was not looking to trade anything in because I love my hybrid. He informed me that the Durango was at another location, uh, and that's where I was asking earlier about the location of the dealership. I think uh, Arrigo has about five stores. Now, Arrigo, by the way, doesn't own these stores, and uh, this is another subject that's kind of a pet peeve for me. They advertise as if they do. Uh, uh, the Arrigo brothers, in fact, the father, have been around for a long time in South Florida. They've gone from just one dealership to three or four, maybe five, and uh, big volume, a lot of advertising. And everybody knows Arrigo, that's the name. And uh, um, uh, the, uh, the Morgan Auto Group bought them out several years ago, but nobody's ever told anyone that the Morgan Auto Group bought, bought them out. Larry Morgan, who I know well, and his son uh, operate the Morgan Auto Group. They're the 10th largest uh, auto group in the country. And they own uh, all the Arrigo stores. But you'd never know it to see the commercials. I just kind of just a little strange thing that bothers me a little bit. At any rate, uh, said that the Durango was another location. It was another Arrigo uh, dealership, which is really another Morgan Auto Group dealership. Um, he said he had a similar one, and I could test drive it if I liked. Uh, he, he could bring it down. That would only take about an hour. I agreed and left to find the keys. So right away, here's a little uh, wrinkle. Uh, they're advertising cars as if they were in their dealership. And uh, when you come in, there might be in Fort Pierce. They might be in Miami. I mean, they don't really have those cars there. They have them at some of their other dealerships. That is not transparent. And it's highly unlikely as you'll learn from reading as I read this report, highly unlikely that you're going to get that car that's not there at the dealership. After a few minutes, Eduardo returned, informed me that the car had just arrived, but the detail person had the keys and he needed to track him down. He asked for patience uh, while he found them. I asked if there was another one I could see or drive, a test drive to which he said he would give him another moment. I'd give him another moment. He returned with another salesman, a Jesus, and introduced him to me. I was not sure but uh, why uh, but Eduardo left and Jesus would be helping me. Jesus took my information that Eduardo had started and asked me to catch him up on what I wanted. Jesus pulled up the car I'd seen online, but it was uh, located at another dealership. Here we go. 
he, he suggested we walk the lot and see what Dodges they had available. We walked around the lot and didn't find anything, so we started to go inside when Jesus spotted a white Durango up front. We walked up to it, and Jesus opened the door, but it looked like it belonged to someone. There was a cup in the cup holder, and I told him I was leaving because it was someone else's car, <laughs> someone else's car, and we would get in trouble. <laughs> he laughed and said that he, he, should, have, he should have locked it, and uh, he shouldn't have left it unlocked. We went back inside to his desk, and he tried calling the other dealership, but no one was answering. <laughs> he apologized for not being able to help me and excused himself to go talk to someone in the sales office. I sat there for at least 15 minutes before he came out of the sales office due to someone else uh, needing him. I was now annoyed and started walking around looking for him. One of the other salesmen said he would be right back, but it had been at least 20 minutes, and I had no, there was no sign of him. Just then, the salesman pointed and said he was right there as he was coming in from outside. He saw that I was not happy and said to me in an agitated voice that they did have the vehicle, but in order for them to give it to him, meaning they, meaning the other dealership that the Morgan Auto Group or, uh, owns, uh, he, he, they'd have to trade another car that was more desirable, uh, worth twice as much, meaning he could sell it and make twice as much profit. So here is what's happened. Let me, uh, let me interpret this. The Morgan Auto Group, a.k.a. Arrigo Chrysler Jeep Dodge, is doing some deceptive advertising by advertising cars at locations that they don't have the car at. They're saying if there's five dealerships and there's 500 cars at the five dealerships, they're implying that all 500 cars are at the West Palm Beach dealership. But they haven't got the agreement from the other dealers that they will cooperate and let them have the car. So it's, it's not transparent. It's deceptive advertising. And that's what they're doing. So you're caught in the middle. You're the customer. Agent Lightning, the mystery shopper, is caught between the guy that decides to do the advertising for the Borgen Auto Group and the individual dealerships that don't want to cooperate. So you get caught in the middle, and you're the one that gets inconvenienced and taken advantage of. I continue. He then said he was there to make it happen and that he would be right back. Four minutes later, he returned with a worksheet. <coughs> Worksheets are not legal documents, and they are deliberately used for that purpose. So you can't get in trouble with a worksheet. It's just like a piece of scrap paper. You can write anything you down you want. <laughs> and so the laws of the state of Florida or any other state don't apply to a worksheet. So when you see a worksheet, uh, don't get too impressed because they can say anything they want and can't be held accountable. The top line labeled market value selling price was $43,350. There was a discount of $4,250, 4250 and then they started adding, it was a $2,995 for the Arrigo Advantage. <laughs> and you know, that's a bunch of uh, fabric coat and, and polish and, and uh, nitrogen in the tires. I don't know what they put on it, but $3,000 worth of garbage <laughs> that they add to the price of the car. Then they've got a $998 dock fee. There's no dock stamps. They just call it a dock fee because they like the word dock fee, and it sounds official, and you believe it, and it's not true. So there's a lie. $394 in taxable fees, taxable fees, 
That's the acid test of a hidden fee, a dealer fee, a BS fee. If there's sales tax charged to you on the fee, it's not a government fee. It's profit to the dealer. So now we got $2,995 $2, plus $998 plus $394, and all that's garbage in fees. The real price was $43,487, which was $137 over MSRP, which is not bad. They should have just advertised MSRP plus $137. It's not a bad price. You know, uh, it's a mystery. All that to arrive at $137 over MSRP. He then said he was almost there. To, he, he then said he was almost there to make it happen. I'm almost going to make it happen. <laughs> and then he would be right back. Four minutes later, he returned with a sheet, another worksheet, I guess. I had him go over all the fees and then asked him about taking the Regal Advantage off. His response was, then I wouldn't make any money on this. <laughs> That's how I make my money. I mean, I guess in a sad way, it's honesty, right? I mean, he's telling you the truth. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about a fair price. He doesn't care about transparency. He cares about how much money he's going to make. And that's the way car salesmen are paid. The more money they make off of you, the more money uh, they sell you the car for. So you you have a basic adversarial situation every time you talk to a car salesman. He's trying to make more money, and you're trying to buy the car for less money. I said, well, I don't have... I don't have a need for it. Yes, what number he would need to be at to make this happen today. Old school. Old school. I thought for a moment and said, pretty much uh, right at MSRP, out the door. Well, it's only 137 over. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an opening there. You know he could knock the 137 off. After all, the online advertising price showed $8,968 off. And that's why... They played the game. They were selling the discount. They should have just sold the MSRP. To buy that vehicle at MSRP in today's market, it's not a bad price. But they had to try to steal and to mislead by implying they're going to give you an $8,968 discount. They could only do that by marking it up with BS hidden fees so they could mark it back down again. Unbelievable. I said I'd have to think about this and get right back to him. He said he thought I was ready to do this now. I said, well, very well. the price is still put much higher than I expected from what was online. He said, only $4,000 away. And I interrupted, I interrupted him saying, I'm quite capable of doing the math. And then you added on your portion of the $29.95 Arrigo Advantage that I don't want. He said he would take that off, but I would end up losing that much off the total savings. <laughs> Talking about going in circles, I was even more annoyed, uh, more annoyed now, and I said, I haven't even driven the car or seen it. How can I make a decision? I walked away but made the mistake of stopping to use <laughs> the restroom before leaving. He caught me on my way out of the restroom and asked me to come back for a moment, please. As I approached the desk, a sales manager, Travis, introduced himself and asked me what price I would need to be at to go straight to finance 
right now. I threw threw it back to him and said that I was expecting to be under MSRP out the door with the online advertised price. I showed him what I saw on my phone. I mean, that's that's what was on your advertised price. Florida law says that the advertised price must be the price that you charge plus government fees only. That's the law. You broke the law. He then started to say how it's hard to qualify. Here we go. Here it is, folks. This is the hidden deception. It's hard to qualify for all the possible discounts. Owning farm equipment. Now, that's a discount. How many of you own farm equipment that would qualify you for a discount? Okay. And you have to be in the military. Okay. So if you're a soldier... And you own a tractor, you oh, qualify. I have a tractor. How many soldiers are shopping with tractors right now? Oh, you also get a discount if you're a first responder. So if you're retired military with a tractor and, you, and, you, and you've got a second job as a fireman, now you get another discount. Before I responded, yeah, I get it. Pretty much just a bunch of BS to get people like me in the door. He responded that... Rarely do they lose a deal over numbers. So I needed to tell them where I wanted to be to make that happen. They're used to, uh, they're, they're there to sell cars and even willing to lose a much prior, a much higher price vehicle to do so. He's alluding to his other dealership that would require them to trade for the car he wants to sell by giving up a car that would make a huge profit if. They sold it. So it's all insider stuff that makes absolutely no sense. It all adds to the deception and the premeditation of this entire mystery shop. So I've got a bunch of, I, I started, I, we don't have time to do this, but there's a there's some fine print here that I had to bring my magnifying glass to read. It is absolutely atrocious. So that's the report. And uh, we've got a couple minutes to go. Time to get our mystery shop votes in as I said earlier we grade A, B, C, D, F F is only for a terrible, terrible shop and when they're terrible terrible we put them on the do not buy list on earlardcars.com A's are almost unheard of, we gave an A last week to uh, the Tesla dealership on Okeechobee Boulevard in West Palm Beach A's and F's are very rare. Most people fall in the middle. That's because we grade on the curve. C's, D's, B's, you know, B's. So uh, who's got some grades? I've got a stack of them coming in. Let's see. We'll start on the first YouTube channel here. Uh, Joseph Kelleher. D, cars in my area are selling at MSRP with no hidden fees except for a 175 dock fee. Now, that's actually not bad. Did he, did he say what area he's in? No, he didn't. Hey, Joseph, what what area are you in, Joseph Kelleher? And let's see. We will go to Frank in Jupiter Farms. He says, oh, thank you for the suggestion. Okay, he was, I guess he's coming in in a minute for the grade. Uh, Mark says, misrepresentation and bait and switch, D. We have Jonathan in Wellington. Arigo gets an F from me. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, let's see. Okay. 
Uh, he says his wife did get the check, so Marina got the check, Nancy. And he Great. gives Nancy an A++++. But Arrigo gets an F, too slow, too unprepared, too many fraudulent fees, <clears throat> too deceptive, and too unprofessional. Bob says F for Arrigo. Total waste of time. Disrespectful. It's the Arrigo disadvantage. By the way, their commercials are really bad. <laughs> I like them. They're entertaining. I mean, they're not. They're no good when it comes to buying the car, but if you want to chuckle, they're pretty good. Reminds me of old Chuck Curcio from Tire yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that was a classic. <laughs> okay, Wayne Vite. Sounds like an Arrigo Flim Flam. F. Rocky Blockateel. F for fake pricing. Donovan, another F for me. Tom Steckel, D minus for deception and disappointing. Sales experience, not quite as bad as Napleton, but close. Mark Smith, I give him an F. Tim Gilliland, F. Brian Sedletko, how does this dealership stay open with the false advertising? F. Johnny Z. Fraidley, F. I'm surprised they didn't give an owning a Tesla discount. Oh, and Jonathan Keller says he is upstate New York, 60 miles south of Rochester. Uh, for me, uh, it's an F. I mean, they, they're just, even walking in there prepared, yeah. you can't be prepared for the games they're going to play. I have to say, bear in mind, this is going up back-to-back -back with a Tesla A. So uh, going after a Tesla A, this sounds so bad that I, I think we're leaning pretty heavy on Rigo. Larry Morgan, by the way, is a good guy. He's got too many dealerships, and he can't watch all the stores. Excuses, excuses. I want to know something. Were they on candid camera? I give them an F. Okay. Too many games. What that, an exhausting process. We give them what is your... What I'm, your... I'm, 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 I'm going to go with a D. I mean, I, I, I call okay. Larry Morgan before on a bad report. He called the store and straightened things out. Uh, I can't be doing this every week for you, Larry, but I'm going to call you, and I'm going to tell you about the store and tell you to look in there and see what you can do to I th make things right. I think right. they should stick to commercials. They are yeah. kind of funny, uh, Johnny and Jimmy. I'm not sure who it is. Okay, uh, it's not important. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate your company. You're a big part of the show. We'll be right back here next week, same time, 8 a.m. Stay tuned. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>